0: yes or no this is your last chance no beating around the bush perhaps i was talking when i should have been listening this is the redefined relentless podcast Welcome back to Redefine Relentless. It is podcast episode 96, and today we're going to be talking about one of the most amazing books I've read, which is Never Finished by David Goggins. This is a book you definitely have to read. There's some books that I would recommend maybe just listening to the summary or if you're more interested in going in deeper, but I think for anyone and everyone, you really have to hear the whole the whole entire story of David Goggins, because it goes in detail of the adversity, the stuff he went through, some of the most tough things that you wouldn't think someone could overcome. And and David did overcome that. And if you don't follow him on social media, I highly recommend you do. I'll link it below because he always has that motivation, but more importantly, as he talks about, it's not about motivation, it's about discipline, because it is for when your motivation runs out, that discipline is the thing that's there. That's one of the big takeaways that I've gotten really from David Goggins' story. So I want you to get ready to feel the fire and intensity as we explore Gagin's incredible journey from his childhood adversity that he went through, that all the problems and all the situations that he dealt with and that were limiting him in the beginning and how he overcame them to be one of the most respected endurance athletes and motivational speakers on the planet. We're going to be uncovering the secrets behind his mental toughness, resilience, and unyielding mindset that allows him to overcome insurmountable obstacles and achieve the unthinkable. So buckle up. We're about to embark on a wild ride of self-discovery and transformation that will leave yourself questioning everything that you thought you knew about your own limits. In this episode, we will be redefining what it means to be relentless. Stay hard. You don't know me, son. Who's going to carry the boats? Who's going to carry the logs? Now, these are some of the most famous words by David Goggins, and I think a lot of people can—I can see a lot of people memeing that and, like, making, you know, oh, my gosh, this guy is way too hard. He's such a tryhard. But if— you have to really understand David's story in order to really get his mindset, how he's overcome all these things and the things that hold you back are your mind. And really this book is whole all about him sculpting his mind. He always had the ability to do you know, physically or mentally, all this different stuff, but it all came down to shaping one's mind and to having a, a really calloused mind as he talks about it and staying hard and overcoming what you thought was your limits. And I really do love those words. And if you don't follow David Goggins, again, I'm going to put that in the below his Instagram account because it has a lot of motivation and it's just him just putting himself through the most terrible situations in loving pain. Um, but even he talks about like, it sucks. It does. He said, you know, when I'm about to run a hundred miles in one sitting, like just hundred miles, he's like, I stare at those shoes and I'm like, why am I doing this? And then he, he brings back himself to, he's going to stay hard. He's going to do all these things. And there's different reasons and races, like he raises one of the races in the stories. He was raising money for the military and people that have died at war and a bunch of other things. But I really love that. I want that because if you know David, you know those words, stay hard. You don't know me, son. Who's going to carry the boats? Who's going to carry the logs? And the boats and logs refers to Navy SEAL training, which David went through, uh, and it took him three attempts to get through that. Before we get into the nitty-gritty details, I wanted to do an overall really quick summary of the book and the big takeaways and then jump into the more detailed stuff, which I think you really need to stay around and listen to. Not only that, after this, read the book or get it on Audible because I highly recommend it by David Goggins. And on the Audible version, he has a bunch of Uh, shorter episodes like uh, podcast episodes at the end of each chapter that he talks about these situations that he couldn't put in the book. So it's a really cool experience to also hear it on Audible as well. Never Finished is a motivational and self-improvement book by David Goggins. And before I even say and jump ahead, the motivational and self-improvement, David says you need to have discipline. He's like, I don't want this to be a self-help book. I don't want this to be, he he wants to show you his journey and that he's overcome these things and the tools and tricks that he's used to overcome them. But again, it's, it's discipline that you have to have because it's for when motivation runs out that the discipline kicks in and you're able to keep on going and keep getting it and keep on getting after it. So David is a retired Navy SEAL and now he's an ultra marathon runner, which is like hundreds of miles that you run on terrible terrain and a motivational speaker. Goggins shares his extraordinary life story and the life lessons he learned overcoming adversity, pushing the limits of human potential and living life without boundaries. It never finished... David talks about the chronicles of his journey from a childhood that he fought with abuse and his stepdad that was murdered, learning disabilities. He had the poverty he grew up in and the racism to becoming one of the most respected endurance athletes and motivational speakers. He shares his personal experiences, mindset and strategies that have enabled him to overcome the immense obstacles and achieve greatness. The book emphasizes the importance of mental toughness, resilience, and discipline in achieving one's goals. Goggin argues that everyone has an untapped potential. Again, I have that underlined, so it's really important. Untapped potential, and it's possible to transform our lives by adapting, adopting a relentless mindset and pushing ourselves beyond our own comfort zone. So the big key takeaways, and again, this is the a really quick summary, and I think this is really, I mean... If you pull anything away, this is the time to listen. the Never Finish, the big five that I want to talk about, is embracing suffering and pain. Goggins believes by pushing ourselves through difficult situations, we can build a mental toughness and resilience. Again, we have to push ourselves. It's us versus us, pushing ourselves, pushing ourselves. Again, embracing the suffering and pain. That's number one. Number two, the 40% rule. Goggins introduces the concept that we think we've achieved our limits but we've only tapped into about 40% of our capabilities and there is so much more. And that's the 40% rule. Once we think we're towards our limit, we're only about 40% and we can keep on going. It's our mind that limits us from keeping on going. And, you know, you can have excuses, you can have this and that, and you know, under certain circumstances, of course, you know, that's that person's limit. But again, it kind of goes back to what David's talking about. He's had so many problems. He's had knee problems. He's had all this different stuff and he's still running hundred mile marathons. And then someone will say, well, you know, I don't want to have that much of motivation and stuff like that. And it's like he, David really talks about that being like the limitation. It's, it's your mind that's limitating you from doing this stuff. And of course you think David wants to run, go and run hundred miles and have bleeding feet and broken feet, run on broken feet and, you know, uh, torn tendons and stuff like that. No, he doesn't want to do that, but he wants to prove that anyone can do it through the situations in life that he's been through. The other thing, which is number three, is the accountability mirror. This was one of my personal favorites, and I even did this before I even heard the book, which I, I, I loved when he emphasized this. A regular self-reflection and holding oneself accountable for the failures and setbacks can lead to personal growth and development. Whenever you think there's a problem, and it talks about this in Extreme Ownership by Jocko, and uh, David and him are really good friends as well because they're both Navy SEALs, uh, and they've been on podcasts together. So You really need to look in the mirror when you think there's problems or you have setbacks or failures and you can't control every situation, but you have to look at what you can control and what you can't control and focus on what you can control and and keep on going after it and keep on getting it and really look at the accountability mirror. Again, self-reflect and hold yourself accountable for the failures and setbacks that can lead to potential growth and development. That's what the accountability mirror is. Number four, he talks about creating a cookie jar a mental collection of past accomplishments and victories to remind oneself their strengths and abilities to overcome challenges. So example, whenever I'm, going through simpler living and trying to make this business. And I always have those back thoughts. I seriously still have them. I was just having them uh, earlier this week. You know, am I really good for building this business? Well, Why me? Why this? Why that? And it's it's having this cookie jar. Do you remember when you did this? you remember when you did that? Remember when you've done this podcast and you stayed through it for two years and like four months now? Remember when you said, if I could just get five episodes out, I'd be happy. And then it all is amounting to almost having 100 episodes and over, I think coming up, on 3,000 minutes worth of content. It's having that cookie jar. Remember, Whenever you want to quit something, really reflect and think about what you've done to get through. You know, those situations that you had, the adversity that you had to go through. Not everyone's life is easy, and I guarantee you had a tough situation in life. And sure, there's more harder ones to come. But again, grabbing from that cookie jar, if you're uh, example A, trying to quit vaping, and you're like, I've already been done for three days, and looking at that, it's like, wow, I've made it so far, and i got to keep on going. Why would I give those three days up? Again, that is four out of the five key takeaways, which is the cookie jar. Number five is taking souls. Now, this is one of the more tougher ones uh, in the sense of like maybe not everyone would agree with this or like this one. I I like it a lot. Uh, Taking souls, a mindset in which one thrives on adversity, using it as fuel fuel to outperform and surpass the expectations of others. Again, I'm going to repeat that one more time because I really like that. Taking souls, a mindset in which one thrives on adversity, using it as fuel to outperform perform, and surpass the expectations of others. Mm, I love that one. And I mean, I deal with it a lot in giving that. I have a podcast and I read off scripts every now and then. I also go off the scripts. For example, A, doing it right now. And having to read this stuff and making mess ups and showing and becoming vulnerable. uh, But I'm also taking souls in a sense because I'm thriving on adversity. You know, what I was told I was never going to be good at uh, reading and also let alone becoming smart and understanding things. I've overcome that, and it really does fuel my, my motivation now. If anyone's hating or saying anything, and I've said this in previous podcast episodes, but David emphasizes on it, I use it as fuel. That's fueled me. I need all that fuel that I can get, and I, I love the hatred. I love the people that don't believe in me. Just a quick second away from the podcast episode, please leave a review, share with friends and family. I really would appreciate that. And turn bell notifications on so you know when I drop the next podcast episode. That being said, enjoy the rest of the episode. Before we get into the in-depth, I wanted to share my personal experiences uh, to also bring in a different perspective in the sense of like what I've been through, and I've said it a lot, and I know you want to hear the podcast episode of the Never Finish and Summarize real quick, but I want to bring what I've been through and achieving what you know David talks about, which we'll get to is becoming more vulnerable. And I've done that through my podcast episode and what I've been through, uh, but I just wanted to share with you real quick and becoming vulnerable vulnerable and into the things that I've messed up on and I still deal deal with today. one of which being my learning disability, which you could, I like stutter. I've developed a little bit of a stuttering every now and then, mispronunciation of words, uh, making up words in some cases, like all this different stuff. Uh, I thought I was limited by my learning disabilities. And I think I have in a podcast episode in my story, so I won't share too much with it. I've dealt with uh, major depression, not just like, oh, I'm not feeling so good today, like um, depression that like is is uh you question living and definitely have been through it and I've lost friends I lost um I've lost loved ones I've lost someone who was basically my second mom my grandma which I was super close to she took me everywhere she was my rock I've been through um you know getting rejected by colleges all coming back to my learning disability and there's just all this other stuff, adversity that I've come through as well. Um, Not dismaying David, because David's gone through a lot of different stuff, but I wanted to share mine as well in trying to practice what the book teaches and becoming vulnerable and taking on your your problems from the past and not just sitting there and kind of pushing them aside or um, making them seem not as bad as they really are and what David went through. And I thought I would practice a little bit with the podcast episode and really showing through living what David says uh, into sharing and becoming more vulnerable to your story and and the reason you are today and like why people think, you know, I got an, a 980 on my SAT, which is like 300 points. You start with like a 600 and it's at a 1600. I got like a 40, something percent on an SAT score. I got rejected by universities, IU, Purdue, Ball State. Um, you know, every, everywhere I applied to, I got rejected minus IUPUI. And I didn't want to go to IUPUI. So it was just this whole long story. And I had to get back after it and study. It surpassed these learning disabilities to ultimately making my own podcast talking about books, which is so funny because the amount of times I got made fun of, I get popcorn called on in, re, um, in my classes and people laugh at me. Seriously, I swear this is true. Like and I would go home crying. I'll remember never forget being on the boat with my dad um right before I was leaving to college. And I remember just kind of like um uh, you know tearing up a little bit on the boat. And um it was the last day with my dad and like kind of being comfortable and in, in, in being around some people that uh I, I mean I love and they love me. And I, I opened up and I'm like, dad I'm scared. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to do this because like I I don't know how to read out loud. I'm scared if the teacher calls on me, I won't be able to do this all this, all these fears started coming on, and he's like, you'll be fine, you won't have to read. Sure enough, <laughs> counting, uh, we had to read out situations, but I would always, and it was funny because I'd always count um, when there was like paragraphs, we'd read paragraphs or pages, and I'd count and be like one, two, three, four, five, six. I would not be paying attention to any problems that were being actively done. I would be rereading the w- what I'd have to read out loud, and I'd be like, okay, uh, this is it, and I'm like rereading it, rereading it. I would practice that, I focused focus so much on just saying out loud what the problem or thing I had to read out loud, right, that I wasn't learning at all, which would go into, I had to double if not triple amount the time that I studied in order to get an A in the class. And like, that's just who I was. And people didn't understand that. Um, But that was basically my story. I don't want to wrap too much into it. But I just wanted to share some of mine and practice what David Goggins was talking about. Let's jump into this book, and the first thing is learn to overcome your mental barriers and push past your limits. That was a huge overall bringing of the book. Stop wallowing in misery and start moving forward. Life will throw you all sorts of lemons from small to big, all these different problems. No matter what size lemons are thrown at you, it's an important thing to know how to dodge their lasting impact and keep moving forward. It's easier said than done, of course. Many people tend to dwell on their misfortunes and long after it's passed, they are people wallow in their their miseries and think that how lucky they are and just keep on suffering in such a fate. Sometimes they even use it to justify their weaknesses and stay exactly where they are. Now, I want to talk about this a little bit more in in a situation that I, I had. And it's, it's so hard i in, in david even talks about it in his situations he's like the things that i've gone through it's like words can't describe it and it's and i feel that to the the same bit again i don't think my story is as bad and i'm not trying to compare anything like that with david's story but what i'm trying to bring is also my perspective in that book is is the fact that through my misfortunes and like holding myself down and limiting myself in some situations it is it, it is so hard to you know, when there's, when everyone else is having fun on weekends and throughout all of college. And when I was, I was seriously studying like crazy just to get A's and prove everyone wrong, but it was proving myself in the end that I was worthy. And, and all this different stuff, when I'm sitting alone and I'm, I'm trying to find, you know, do simpler living, launch this website to kind of build this buzz and start branding right out the gate. to so when I start in a year that I'm going to have a ton of occupancy and bookings, and I don't have to worry about it, but there's, there's all this, this self doubt that has filled me and it still does. And I'd be lying if i say it doesn't hunter what how are you justified to make this business you know this is just a side hustle hunter like this isn't gonna be a big thing like you're not gonna go across the united states and out of country building this like come on like you can only do so much and in it, I do have those thoughts, and and David talks about, you know, you're going to get all these different lemons in the sense of, like, you're going to get all these different problems, big, small, whatever happens in life, but you're going to have to overcome them, and you have to realize that I'm that guy. I'm that person. I'm that person. Keep on saying that in your head, and we're going to talk about the, sec- the one-second rule in just a second. So, you get the short end of the stick. Everyone does here and there. What you can control is how you respond to that situation. You're responsible for how you act going through that negative experience. It's your choice. Again, your choice, whether to pull yourself up and push yourself forward or remain in the pit of despair and let yourself, let it control your life. The key is to make constant improvement, once a percent better as Atomic Habits, another book re- review that I've given, uh, is once percent better, and it compounds over time. Even if it's the smallest amount, baby steps are fine, but never stop making progress. All it really takes is focusing on the future rather than the past, but also being in the present, as there's many books that talk about, you know, being in present because you can die in the future, all this different stuff, but also focus in in becoming the the person and being 1% better. There's going to be setbacks. There's going to be failures, but you got to keep on going. Only the persistent win. Persistence closes the distance. So use your negative experiences as motivation to reach great heights. This is what David says. The longer you don't acknowledge your negative experiences, which I talked about, the longer you'll keep yourself in agony, agony you'll never realize your true potential of hiding from the pain so you just tuck away this bad memory away in this closet and you just never accept it or you can accept it and face it with all your might and becoming vulnerable which I just did before I got into this in-depth summary of this book becoming vulnerable and and, and not you know, dismaying yourself or, or putting yourself on a lower pedestal than you believe you should be or limiting yourself. You know, you go through, everyone goes through, you know, different things and different problems, the adversity, the different things that happen in life, but you have to face it and take it head on. And that's what David talks about. It's scary and unsettling to look your pain in the eye, look it straight in the eye, but doing so will not only free you, but it will also propel you forward. And I can speak volumes of this. Ever since I've talked about it on my podcast episode, I talk about it to, you know, some people that have like had successful companies. What's your story? Why are you so into this? Why are you willing to work harder than everyone else? You know, these types of questions, I'm able to be like, it I mean I just face my own fears and I tell them and I become vulnerable. You know, I had a learning disability, which made me work twice trip, if not triple the amount times as harder. I got made fun of in school, all this different stuff surmounting to who I am today and who I will be propelling myself in the future and to make myself even better, you know, giving myself these opportunities to mess up, to have failures and to really just always be getting after it. So it's hard at first to face your pain, but David, talks about journaling, and I emphasize, there's a lot of emphasizing of journaling. It really is a good place to start. Writing down your experiences so you have something to look back on. And once you've overcome your challenges, I, I highly recommend what's called the best self book and it helps you by quarter. Uh, so three months and you write down your goals and trying to achieve them and the things you want to do. Highly recommend that. That's a really good reflection journal that I've gone through. It's more expensive. It's like 40 bucks, but I highly recommend it on Amazon. Just look up best self journal book on Amazon. I highly recommend it because I've made tremendous things that I thought were not possible in three months to do. Example, a making a website, really getting the role on simpler living and producing and and Achieving closer to a hundred episodes on the podcast. Again, journaling and best self help best self help book. I, I highly recommend. So every time you encounter a negative comment or a traumatic memory, get your phone out and say it out loud. Again, becoming vulnerable, explaining to people, and that's why I did it on this podcast and trying to really fulfill myself into what David is talking about and becoming vulnerable and he shares his experience which this summary isn't going to get too much of his experience and again I highly recommend just reading the book. If it's one book you read I highly recommend it uh, and hearing his story of the racism of growing up in Brazil, Indiana uh, his abusive father that he dealt with uh, his stepdad that was this dad that he thought he would never have ended up getting killed in his own home um, it, his problems, his weight problems and then becoming a Navy SEAL he was like three, almost 300 pounds and he had to lose 106 pounds in, I think it was three weeks or something like that, let alone study for a test. And he had his learning disabilities. Like David just kept on getting beat down and he had to question himself every single time. He's like... He asked his mom, he was like, why do – it just seems like every time I almost have something, it beats me down. Like when he was about to become a Navy SEAL, he just like got noticed he was having a kid with a girl that he wasn't to it – didn't think he was going to like marry. Um, all these different problems that he had and trying to overcome them. And it was one step at a time. And in really becoming vulnerable in which he was able to fully propel himself and push himself forward. So another key topic is a single second can make a difference in your life. And that's what I was talking about. I'll talk about now. David Goggins calls it the one second decision. When you go through the challenges of life, there will be an instant when you start to doubt yourself. We all have it—that mind in the back of our head. Those thoughts. For me, simpler living won't make it. You don't know enough about real estate. You don't know enough about Airbnb. It'll be your first time. You're gonna screw up. You're gonna mess up. You can't scale it to the way you you think. There's no way. Your podcast isn't good. You don't produce good content. Uh, no one listens to it. You have hardly any listeners. How have you? You've hardly had that much growth compared to you know the other big names in podcasts. Uh, you haven't tried hard enough. You have a learning disability. How are you? How are you qualified to talk about? any book or read or try to tell the audience a summary of a really good book. You know, you're not smart. You can't read out loud. All these different things that are these thoughts in my head. And it's, again, this one second that can really make or break you. And, and, and it's having those quick, de- like that session that's a one-second pause and jumping forward and trying to get up after it. So instead of reacting abruptly, take a second pause and decide. Push away all the emotions for a second and gain control of your thoughts. Then ask yourself whether you are sure you need to quit or whether you are doubting yourself because of the stress and insecurity that you have. If it's the latter, you can take that one-second to decide to fight. Don't let a single mo- moment of your weakness drag all your dreams away. Remind yourself why you are there. Stay hyper focused to your goal. And in David's and in his story he there was so many times during seal training that he had this problem of wanting to get out of it. Uh, when they were in the Pacific Ocean and they have to like arm lock and these waves are crashing on top of you frigid cold water and you're just sitting there forever. And you have to do these types of activities like yelling out loud, counting or singing a song, whatever they make you do. And and you just have to keep your body is just shivering out of control because you're so cold. Uh, And then you're like all sandy because, you know, you, you maybe have to roll around when you're wet in water at like act like a sugar cookie is what they call it. And then get back in water, whatever. Just these tough, just really breaking you mentally is what they're trying to do in SEAL training. And and David got his chance out the first time, and he really regretted it. And it was that one second decision. And then he came back a second time, and it was a problem with his knee. He had some type of health problem where he was he was dismayed, and then he would have to come back. And so because he he was gone for like a month or something. So he went through like 18 months of Navy SEAL training, which is three times the amount of just doing it once. So he did it three times to do, which is crazy. Uh, Again, he reminded himself in those one seconds on his third try, he had that second decision. I'm here, there ain't no way, in in grabbing into that cookie jar, what he talked about, right? Right. I've went through all this. I've already done it two times because he was there on the third. I am not quitting now. And it's, again, that cookie jar giving you some of that motivation and that discipline also. You've worked so hard to get here. Why would you quit now and ask why you're here? And sometimes David's like, it's hard to answer that why. And your mind is so such a good controller in the moment of telling you why, you know, oh, you need this because you're stressed or you need to quit because you're stressed out. You've been through these things. You've done all this stuff. That's the mind. You have to callous your mind and make it as tough as possible. Your mind is so good at manipulating way. Way to get out of things and to oh I don't want to work out today oh I don't want to get up at five a.m. Why do I need to do that? And and, and it's really driving yourself to prove that you know you are worthy, you are tough, and whatever adversity or the problems you've gone through in life, whether you know you haven't gone through a big problem yet or not, you have to really. Or if it's like I have been through problems, that's my problem, and I feel like I I, I'm I'm no different than an average Joe. You know all these different things, and even David says that you know people have those problems that like you know I haven't had a big. Problem yet, And I feel like I can't relate to these people. And it's like you could still push yourself super far. It's only you limiting yourself into which you can achieve things. Focus on the task at hand instead of wondering whether the end is suffering is, is near and it's going to be done. So he talked about kind of climbing this mountain as an example um, and, and, and climbing the mountain and then you get to this flagpole, right? Uh, and then you look up again and you thought you were summiting, but it's just a break and you still have a long way to go. If you always are looking for the near in mind or you're listening to a podcast episode or you're listening to this, how much longer do I have? Uh, or a test, how much longer do I have? Instead of just focusing on the present moment and getting after it and doing it, it would make such a bigger difference on being hyper-focused again, as David talks about in the moment, instead of looking, you know, when is the end suffering? When is the the suffering near to be done? And it's when you think that your suffering is finally over, it dawns on you and is still far from done. That is what you attain, which is a false summit. And you keep on doing this. So stop looking for signs. This is the way to end the false summits. Stop looking for signs of the end post. Just be present and get after it yourself. Keep on going. Keep on going. Keep on going. Don't look for the end and near. Just keep on going. Pay attention to the work at hand. Concentrate on your current responsibilities. Then there was discipline can help make you more accountable and resilient. Discipline is actually nothing more than just doing things of your best abilities. It means trying to get it right the first time around, even when no one's watching or checking on your work. My dad always taught me temptation, like when things are, you know, when no one else is looking, what are you doing? And I think that, that was a big focus of what David talked about, because your mind can become a really, really good at manipulating the things that you can quit. And, and it's that temptation. What are you doing when no one else is looking? You know, when you're supposed to be doing something at work or something or whatever it may be temptation, what are you doing when no one's looking? And I love David Goggins. uh, Not David. uh, It was Joe Rogan, his podcast. And he said talking about having a film crew behind you, you know, again, leading up to that temptation or when no one's looking or checking on you, the accountability part and having that discipline of becoming resilient is like when, when no one's looking. Think like a camera crews on you. Oh, he's lacking or he or she or them or whoever is, is lacking, right? Have that film crew and become more accountable with yourself. When you are disciplined, you learn to be more accountable for yourself. You just get up, write down your tasks and check them off one by one. You just keep on getting after it. Being disciplined also helps you increase your mental and physical load. As you keep repeating and optimizing your tasks, you'll realize that your capacity is getting bigger by the day. And it's that 1% better. How can I be 1% better today? How can I be 1% better today? Come on, push yourself, push yourself, push yourself. And that's really what it's getting after. The most important side effect of being disciplined is a stronger mental state. Don't settle for low-level success. I like this quote. It wasn't mentioned in David's book, but I want to bring it because I really think it helps bring Don't Settle for low-level success uh, into that. Easy times create weak people. Tough times create strong people. I'm going to say that one more time because it is when we're in the moment that it is the toughest to deal with these situations. Again, going back to, you know, creating a business when no one's looking and I have accountability for myself. Am I not working on it? Like what's going on? Everything like that. My podcast, what's going on in the background in and, and all these problems that we have to go through, the adversity, these these things that these tough situations in life. And it's when we're in the moment that is the hardest to to really think and sit down and, and give this quote a thought. Easy times create weak people. Tough times create strong people. And again, it is so hard, I know it because I've been through it. To be in that moment, that tough situation and think about why is this happening to me? Why am I getting the short end of the stick? And it's it's having that calloused mindset that pushing you further and further and further. And I love David. Stay hard. Who's going to carry the boats? Who's going to carry the logs? Getting after it. Not giving a hell what people think about you and just becoming better with yourself. That person in the mirror. It's you versus you. No one else. It's And David talks about this in running his ultra marathons, 100 plus miles on terrible terrain. And, he's, and it's just him by himself. He's like, who's going to carry the boat? who's gonna who's gonna carry the locks and all this different mindset that he has and it's it's him versus him and he said I have the best performance when it's me versus me because it's like you know when maybe someone's so ahead of me I'm like how do I how do I catch up to them how are they so far ahead of me or if like someone if the crew's way behind you and you're like oh I can I can settle for less because everyone else is behind me I can go a little bit slower it's you versus you and that's why Competing against the person in the mirror and no one else is way more powerful, and that's what David talks about, than just to, you know, compare yourself to other people. Don't settle for low-level success. Let's jump into that now that I gave that quote. You need to be willing to go beyond that first step. This is where many people go wrong. They prefer to stay right where they are because they're too afraid of what lies ahead. There is no other way to conquer fear than to face it head-on. Do what scares you, but don't go into battle without your sword. Use your time at the bottom to prepare for the big opportunities in the future. Now, what he talks about from the bottom is kind of like we all we don't come out from birth and like we have all these trophies and stuff. When you're at the bottom, you don't have jack shit. You don't have anything. And you're trying to work your way up, which I'm, I'm going through it right now. I graduated college. I got, you know, some awards and stuff. But again, get into the real world. No one gives a flying shit. You got to prove yourself yet again. And it's, it's really hard when you're in that moment, when you're at the bottom. But David talks about like this is a good time to be at the bottom and prepare for the opportunities in the future. And treat it as a like a training ground where you can master your skills and become a better version of yourself. And a good trip to, trick to keep in mind is to act as if you're already at the top when you get there where you want to go you won't have trouble adjusting to being at the top. No matter how much you prepare for something, you might still fail. And more often than not, it's because of something that's out of your hands. In cases like these, treat failure as a way to learn as a learning moment and to learn from yourself and gain that opportunity to strengthen your core for your life's worst curveballs. Again, it's you versus you training yourself and keep on going after it. You're going to have so many setbacks. You're going to have so many failures. There's so many things in, in example, A, in starting this podcast, I got a mic. It didn't work. I could have been like, you know what? I, I, I it's, you know, Something's telling me something that I shouldn't start this, and then it was like and then having intro, outro, like doing all this stuff that I thought was necessary. It really isn't. You could do it with your iPhone to start a podcast, as I figured out, um, and all this different stuff. And I was giving myself excuses, and it's 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 understanding and facing that fear or problem head on, like a bull, just going straight towards it, and and, and conquering it. It's it's the the mind is so good again at manipulating what you're capable of, and to surpass that is really all these. To really control your mind and to sculpt it and have this callous mindset that pushes yourself because you limit yourself. And it's as the 40% rule talks about, when you're at your end and you think you're at your limit, it's, you're only about 40% of what you can accomplish. Surpass the normal standards and set your own. Again, you versus you, that accountability in the mirror. You know, when you have the early meetings, when you have to submit an end-of-the-month report, a good you have to be a good representative of the firm wherever you go. While there is commendable like situations of like making these standards your priority target, that does, it really does you a disservice, as, as David talks about. It's, it prevents you from your full potential because all of us have these jobs that have the titles and tasks and responsibilities that we have to do. Doing the bare minimum does not foster growth. So just doing what is told of you and your responsibility, is, which is the bare minimum, does not foster growth. To really grow means you need to surpass those standards, and it's about setting and striving for your own standards. Again, you versus you. I can't say that enough. You versus you, that accountability in that mirror. You shouldn't be after the praise and recognition. You surpass the standards for internal validation to see how much you can really do and how far you can really push yourself. That's how you grow. Again, it's you versus you. Not setting just the bare minimum, the bare quota, half-assing stuff, getting after it and, and doing things 10X better than what you thought it could. And and really, that's not just to keep your job, but just to prove that you're worth. And again, as David talks about, you should not like look for these these recognitions of like this praises and in these trophies you're doing your job and and you need to do better than the bare minimum or just the quota and that's how people really succeed and are different than others if you're doubting your ability to do this try surrounding yourself with people who consistently exceed your expectations because they're going to you know really push you to be something different than what you are it, i love this quote Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Again, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. You are who you, you surround yourself with. And most times, and rather than not, I surround myself with myself because sometimes it's really hard. And some people will be like, oh Hunter, I'm sure there's some like really th- that mindset, like it's just different. Like I swear, it it really is. Like the amount of like, you know, being, you know, working a nine to five, most of the time, you know, getting there before nine, you know, eight thirty or whenever, and, and that doesn't count for going to the gym, waking up at five a.m. going to the gym and then getting my all this stuff and then taking a shower getting ready all and then like reading in the morning journaling in the morning all this different stuff and then i work like i've already been up five hours before or four hours before i start working and then i go and then afterwards i work on simpler living or the podcast or learning something or reading something it's it's really a different mindset that i have to be in and and again me versus me that's why i spend so much time by myself it's really hard to find people that are are really that driven and that passionate about getting after it, improving themselves to the world through the adversity that they've been through or the problems they've been through. You have to fill yourself with people that are like-minded and and it's tougher than it sounds. And I know it's tougher because I've been through it. It's hard to find those types of people, but there are a couple. Like I have those people, they're just busy doing other stuff as well, trying to do crazy things. Greatness is within your reach if you're willing to work for it. Contrary to popular belief, greatness is not an exclusive pedestal for only the gifted and privileged that can climb. You have it within your reach, you just aren't willing to go after it. Let's be real. And that happens to me. And again, like all these, you know, people have had it so well. They've done some bad be- But again, through the adversity like I've been through, and, and, and that's why I'm relating to this book so much, is like I had to work two to three times harder to study and get, you know, a C. And then this kid over here is studying not even studying and getting an A. I just felt I remember being feeling so stupid in those types of situations, but I am so appreciative of it because now I have it instilled in me, this discipline that I'm willing to not only work more effectively and productively than this person, but longer and have that callous mindset that I am willing to drive longer than you are and I'm willing to do it and find more effective ways, in productive ways, ensure in the moment in that short term you are better than me, but I will not allow that to happen in the long term. And that is that mindset, really, contrary to all belief. And he talks about this, and, and people having this pedestal. You look around; I'm always getting the short end of the stick. Again, you're you're just you're you're displacing yourself on purpose. You're you're limiting your your thoughts, and it's all because of all these other people. Other they they had this they had rich parents growing up they had that they had this and that's the reason they're doing better. again it's you versus you quit the bullshit quit the fucking talking and and thinking that you all this different stuff apologize for my cussing but again it's in this motivational moment is that like you really just have to callous your mind because your mind is so manipulative in 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 ways for you to quit and in the thinking and excuses that one can have it's within reach. And, and, and Think and Grow Rich talks about this as well. A, a, a review of a book I had, uh, let's see, a couple, I think it was two podcast episodes ago, Thinking Grow Rich, or maybe it was three, whatever it was. And it talked about, he learned after studying millionaires for a long time, like literally Napoleon Hill spending a ton of time studying these people. And he said- the thing about all this different stuff that these people succeeded is it's all within reach. This guy that has studied millionaires, all these people that have surpassed and became successful in the eyes of, you know, money and objective and things that with tangible object that like have more money and stuff is all attainable and within your reach. So just quit dismaying yourself and quit giving yourself that mindset. Most of the time your upbringing can play a major part in limiting your thinking and making your belief that you are not destined for greatness. As soon as you enter the world, people are going to put you into all sorts of categories that we were talking about. If you're a woman, oh, you shouldn't be the CEO of this company. If you're a man, oh, you shouldn't build a career in tech. If you're 18, oh, you're too young. Sh- you should go to college. You shouldn't set up a business. You shouldn't do this. If you're older, if you're in your 60s, oh, you should definitely be looking towards retirement, not making a pivotal job decision right now. And again, it goes back to my thing and talking about you know my problems and the adversity I came through is like the the resource kid. You can't read you won't be anything oh you're another problem that i had was like oh i never made the basketball team and i always got cut i was always too skinny i didn't have those skills and then i ended up playing in the field house and then on an aau team that played some of the best indiana basketball players in the world in in indiana which is crazy to think about and in all these underlying self the this self-thought of delimiting myself from, if that's even a word, to basically not limiting myself to these things of that I, I thought I couldn't be. And again, it's having that callous mindset. Once again, callous mindset. People have the habit to define you even before you are really going to be defining yourself or know what yourself is. And this is unfortunate, of course. It takes a toll on how you see your gritness how other people see you through the lens. But no matter how loud the negative voices are, know that you have the power to break out of these categories and redefine yourself. Redefine Relentless. Be the first woman of, in your local electric company. Be the first high school dropout in your family that becomes a millionaire. Be the first 50-year-old something is uh, a college graduate in the family. There is always has to be someone that breaks the mold first. Let that person be you. Wow, what a great book. Let's bring this final summary into it and then we're going to end it with a quick little thing. To transform into the person you want to be, you must first overcome the barriers that you and society have put up for yourself. This requires your willingness to go over and beyond your limit. Keep the past away from limiting your future and forge ahead no matter the difficulty and pain. Here's a last bit of advice. Be selective about the people you surround yourself with. The people you keep around should be the first ones to see your maximum potential. Don't be with the folks who hold you back. They should be pushing you up and walking with you towards your goals instead of away. Wow. Wow. Again, what an amazing book. An unusual takeaway that I want to finish this real quick and never finish by David Goggins is the concept of taking souls. And that is one of the things that I think is maybe someone says, taking souls, oh, my gosh, that's terrible. But it's, again, like this this really uplifting motivation. But more importantly, as we talk about discipline uh, of this book, taking souls, which the phrase refers to a mindset with that one that thrives on adversity and using it as fuel to outperform and surpass expectations of others. By taking souls, Goggins means by having the mental dominance in a situation or challenge, ultimately derailing competitors and gaining an edge in the process. The idea is unconventional as it encourages readers not only to overcome adversity, but also to draw strength and motivation from the struggles and doubts from others. Again, that hatred as that fuel. By adopting this mindset, Goggins suggests that an individual can turn challenging situations into opportunities for personal growth. And that will be wrapping up the podcast episode 96, Never Finished by David Goggins. Again, highly recommend reading this book. You really have to. I highly recommend the Audible as well, especially with the podcast little segments after every chapter. And David talks about it off the records from the book. I'll have it linked below as well as other podcast episodes I recommend. So check out and be on the lookout for that. There's 95 other episodes. I highly recommend that you go through and listen to these summaries and then also go in and read the book. With that being said, cue the outro. This has been the Redefine Relentless Podcast. Catch you guys later. And that's the last you saw them. You got it?